Zenkai Boost is a DBZ Kai fancast. It should not be mistaken for an official member of the Dragon Ball product line in any capacity. Remember, the Dragon Ball series wouldn't exist without support from fans like you, so buy a DVD or something. Also, this show is not safe for work, unless you can wear headphones at work, then go ahead and roll those dice, they're basically asking for it. Welcome to another episode of Zenkai Boost. My name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrick. And I'm the other Max, Max Kostrak. Welcome to our weekly celebration of the greatest anime ever made by anyone. Ever. Let's, yeah, I was, I was thinking, oh. we make fun of this show a lot. Let's all take a second and really appreciate how good Dragon Ball Z is. <laughs> The best. You gotta really get this positivity out front because we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, because this is gonna be a dark. <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of things to say about this episode, and we want to <laughs> assure the listeners that that we do care about Goku and his friends. <laughs> we're just angry with them. We're angry because we care, and you know when you watch a friend of yours do something that hurts themselves, it's just like. How else can you really feel? Interestingly enough, in in kind of an inversion of the way things normally go, we're really going to, I feel like, at least with me personally, going to be mostly mad with everybody else but Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Goku's making great decisions and doing good on his own. Everybody else kind of, like, the brain just falls out. This is a brainless episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai. But let's start with the most brainless part of the show. You guys got any new notes on the intro? I honestly don't know anymore if I'm listening to the same intro week to week. I don't. And yeah, no. <laughs> you, you, you encapsulated it perfectly. Every single time I hear it now, I'm like, is it different this time? <laughs> I've gone to the point where I can hear like the beginning part of it. I hear like one line in the middle and then the end. And then there's just black space in between that I don't know where time is gone. I latched on g grappling for any purchase in this you know, just torrential, wailing keen of an intro. I hyper fixated on the lyric, keep your spirit proud. <laughs> yeah, let's break this one down. Okay, let's go. Now, I feel like the big lesson in Dragon Ball Z is that you shouldn't be too prideful. I feel like that's one of the big ones, right? Goku is known to be very humble. Oh, in the humblest. So, like, what's that about? I mean, it's the same as... The, 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 this song has no relation to the show. Even the line, nothing ever dies. I mean, I, I just... There's Krillin so dies much. three times in this show. Just recently, a whole planet did. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I was... So I, I, the intro ended, and I was happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the title appeared of this uh... episode. Do y'all recall the actual title? I just saw one word in it that uh... made me... A boundary Die. pushing brawl. Goku, Frieza, and Ginyu again? <sighs> there it is. Guys. Ginyu, huh? I thought we finished with him. No, hold up. Ginyu did get turned into a frog. In 
the manga in the story as it's originally supposed to be written. After Ginyu is turned into a frog, he is never seen or heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> then why does this happen? I assume why do we it's devote half the fucking so episode? Well within the anime that they couldn't cut this out for Kai. This is the only filler left in Dragon Ball Z Kai. This is filler that was intricately sewn into the pocket lining of metastasized, of you might say. This filler metastasized to the Frieza arc in a way that would cause the patient's death if it was removed. <laughs> It's the worst kind of filler that is tucked into good <laughs> canon material. Throughout. It is really a shame whenever that happens in an anime. I usually take my hat off of my head and hold it right at my heart. <laughs> <laughs> during the during the entire length of the filler segment or Yeah, I that's that's how I Max, when Bleach put the three filler mod souls into a bunch of canon material, Max walked around with with a hat over his heart for for weeks and weeks. <laughs> My arm got very tired. Uh, <laughs> we check in with Goku and Frieza. They're just kind of grinning at each other. Stare down. That's yeah. stare down. And and Frieza says, I'm going to let you pick ground or sky. Sort of, sort of throwing, you know, giving Goku a little concession. He also says, the ball is in your court. And the implications... <laughs> so Frieza So Frieza understands the rules of basketball. <laughs> That's how he got strong. Basketball. <laughs> What's tremendous to me is that Goku responds as though this is the first time he's ever heard this turn of phrase. <laughs> <laughs> So not only does Frieza understand basketball, he understands it better than Goku does. <laughs> Goku's in real trouble, let's just say that. Yeah, he's in big trouble. They fly down, so Goku picks ground. He wants to fight on the ground. Frieza, Frieza and Goku kind of, you know, over down to the place where they can fight. Frieza gives Goku some time to stretch and do some calisthenics. And, and to bring it back to keeping your spirits proud, Frieza... Likes to boast that he's not going to use his hands for this entire Oh, fight. yes. Cool. So no hands. You got a tail, though, so I feel like that's still not super fair. I mean, he, he laid it out. Goku didn't question. He didn't add any caveats to this. Did you guys notice that Goku takes off his non-weighted shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a real show of force. Hmm. Very threatening. So, yeah, they just sort of chill out for a second. Goku's admonishing Frieza for being so prideful. And then Goku actually makes the first big move. Is this when he tries to kick him a lot? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's not landing any hits at all. No, Frieza gets out of the way of all of them and then starts hitting him with his tail. See, I, brought, I mentioned the tail. Oh. It's not fair. These tail slaps. When he's slapping Goku with his tail, he's also warning Goku which direction the attack is coming from before he does it. Oh, that's an extra slap to the face. And he does it in a pattern of simply left, right, left, right. So that's how fast this dude is. He's like, bop, 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 bop. And then he hits Goku with a big one, and he manages to sort of tumble out of that. And Goku's like, okay, so he's not all talk. He's and this makes Goku excited. Back it up. He's got the walk to back it up. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. Oh, oh my gosh, what a good line. So this is a really, really cool little part that comes up next, I thought. Okay. Where Goku kind of, like, pulls off the first successful attack against Frieza, like, ever. Is this when he 
Mario 64s him? Yes, he gives him the so long Bowser yes. and, you know, throws him. <laughs> <laughs> but but there is like a really cool combo like before that. Like he does this uh he goes in for a kick Frieza kind of flips over him to dodge that and like goes to attack Goku who grabs the tail and starts the swing. Just very cool. It's actually even cooler than that. He he wraps his tail around Goku's leg and goes to throw him and Goku reverses it. That's Dang. so rad. Strategy. Only Goku could do something. Super like strategy. That. Only Goku, but of course this doesn't take Frieza out. No. Uh, it's just a momentary thing, and then Frieza gets Goku in a tail choke, which is boy, what watch a for combo that move. Of words. That's I didn't like that. <laughs> when they they go into the close up of this, though, it really it looks like he is explicitly trying to to wrap the tail around his mouth. Mm-hmm. It looks almost like he's trying to like force his jawbone backward more than, or or I guess it could be that like Goku he's going for the choke and Goku's like trying to pull him back yeah kind of holding yeah. it off it's just it's a, looks, i guess it's a weird perspective it looks like stage combat is what it actually looks like <laughs> oh, they're just play I, fighting i thought this entire episode would do really well in the wwe oh of course With all the smack Guys, talking what if this is like super mario 3 and it's all a play <laughs> really high production values uh they're actually only moving at 70 percent speed you know like it it looks fast <laughs> they just but, speed but it safety up. first Th- so of course goku figures out the way out of this tail choke it's is so to obvious. use those chompers i actually didn't know this was gonna happen and it was like i was yelling at the screen like bite his tail you've got to do it <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. I don't know how they set the shot to make it. His tail seemed very biteable from that position. Almost enticing. I love the little teeth marks on it, too, as Frieza pulls away. Like, they're very cartoony looking. He starts swallowing on it. He starts yeah. swallowing on it like an idiot. <laughs> it completely switched around the momentum of this fight. I love these comedic bits. Oh, and then Goku gets him. Yeah, this he, is a great combo right here. He gets a combo of really nice, solid hits on Frieza. And the only way Frieza can can get out of it is by punching Goku in the f- jaw. And then Goku's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to no hands? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to see our, gets our trademark for him as he starts to talk about confidence. and starts like warning Frieza about being confident, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, he, Goku of all people, talks down to somebody about being overconfident. It's like, you think someone would point this out to him, or I guess it's like his track record of at least winning in the end is why people don't point it out. I don't know. Or maybe Goku's just so overconfident, he believes that other people are too confident. (laughs) I mean, that's the natural conclusion, I feel like. Like, You guys aren't even on my level. What are you doing being so confident? And this is kind of a weird one because it feels like the episode break came very, very early. Yes, it did. In this one. It came it at did come we very are the, early. The eight minute mark, eight fifteen. And I guess that means our break's coming at the twelve minute mark in Zenkai Boost because I need you guys to lend me your energy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Zenkai Boost. 
it's just a, a total joy to make this show for you. And uh, we couldn't have done it without you. And we couldn't have done it without Friedrich Hobbitler, who let us use his music as the intro. And you can find him at youtube.com slash Cody Game Music. Yeah. Cody, the, like the, the American name. Cody. C-O-D-Y. Game Music. That's it. Uh, the logo for our show is done by my little sister, Elizabeth Kostrak. You can find her at kostrak.tumblr.com. K-O-S-T-R-A-C-H. You guys want to give an update on the uh, the film project? Oh, we are yeah. going to do a movie. And That's happening. Uh, the poll is currently active. Um, well, no, not not anymore. Probably not. Probably not when this goes up. But <laughs> uh, it's coming soon. Uh, by the time this episode goes up, we will probably have, if not already recorded, it will be like coming up on the recording time very soon. So look for that. It's going to be a good oh, one. Oh God, it should be a good one. Thank you so much for all the reviews you've given us on iTunes. It's like, or sorry, Apple Podcasts. It's like the number one way to help our show get out there, aside from telling your friends. Uh, I learned recently that a lot of podcasting apps have a little, like a feature in it that lets you review the podcast from within the app. So if you got that, why not just do it right now? Not like if you're driving, please don't. But if you're not driving, just, you know. See if you got that, and then leave, be like, hey, I like these guys. Five out of five. Would listen to again. I need those fives, or uh, Uber will fire me That's if true. I don't get fives. Yes. <laughs> Our lives do depend on this. I don't know if we've made that clear, but we're in a sort of deal with a, a ancient demon, and we do have to make this podcast more popular than it is right now. So if you could help us do that by telling your friends about this cool podcast that is not cursed or possessed or anything like that... <laughs> From the then... bottom of our mortal souls that are in serious danger, we really appreciate you leaving reviews. Have you ever thought about what's gonna, what the demon's going to do to us when the show is over? Like, there's a finite episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai's. Wait, the finite number of Dragon Ball Z Kai episodes. We'll come up with something, I'm certain. You know, I, I say we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Be Kind Rewind, the uh, Jack Black Moe's death? <laughs> Flip. I just remember no. being very confused by the movie. What I'm suggesting is we just record our own Dragon Ball Z Kai episodes. Oh, okay. So we just make it ourselves. Mm-hmm. One of us should <laughs> probably start learning how to do any of that. <laughs> do any of us own a camera? <laughs> no, I'm all in on podcasting. I didn't invest in video. I've been trying. I'm getting close, I promise. <laughs> Um, the reason we're stalling is because <laughs> uh, the the only note I have here uh, uh, coming back from the break is, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's right, everybody. It's some more time with Bulma. It's everybody's favorite Dragon Ball Z Kai character. Uh, turns out Ka she's driving along. Uh, there's a frog. Guess who? <laughs> I already mentioned him. He won her favor by offering her a soft face towel. This idiot got in this other idiot's good graces by giving her a towel after she splashed her face with nasty alien lake water. <laughs> <laughs> that towel was still touched by a frog. There's no way that towel belonged to the frog. That was just her <laughs> towel that he handed to her. 
What if, now follow me on this, Ginyu's the kind of guy to own specifically a face towel? Surely. <laughs> okay, of yes. Course. In his bathroom. There's gotta be, I'm saying he might be the kind of guy to carry it with him in his space pod. Oh, I was gonna say, are you saying a pocket towel? <laughs> <laughs> Ginyu just handed her his handkerchief. That happens to be a towel. <laughs> that he carried with us as a frog. His priority it was to It feels good on my skin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This se- can I just say the sequence of events here is so weird. Why did they leave this? Why is this in the show? But, like, okay, Frog gives her towel. She gives Frog chocolate. And then builds a translator for it. <laughs> it's kind of a jump. It's like, it's like, it's like, have you ever, well, the thing that got me was, you ever like like talk to your dog or you say something and like look at your animal and your animal just looks back? I feel like that's what happened, but she just was like, I can rationalize this even better. We we waste precious minutes on this very weird friendship, and it's not even obviously we're not always excited to see Bulma in this story arc, but it's not even that it's Bulma, it's just she and everyone else she comes into contact with in this episode is so dumb bulma is like leading the charge of dumbest characters in the narrative right now she is like up there with yamcha how can she be this dumb and yet the thing that she does is like off the like was some stuff she had lying around invent a translator for a frog unbelievable she's so smart she can do that but she's still so useless for any other thing else that they could use her for. Was there not something more useful she could have invented? A freeze killing device? Yeah, a gun? A gun? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in her sphere of influence in this episode, it, it, her included, is suddenly stupid. Maybe Namek just has that effect on people. Yeah, there's something in the air or the water. on planet Namek. Something in the water on Namek just makes it real dumb. So she builds a fucking translator for him, and I'm sure you know where this is going. Yeah, the first thing out of that frog's mouth. He gets translated, and he says, hey, you can hear me, and then he does his little change now. Which, we have to talk about this. This does mean it's a spell, right? He had to, <laughs> yeah. he had to say the words to do the ability. He needed verbal. <laughs> Like, this proves that the ability is contingent on his ability to say the spell out loud. And he, it also has somatic components, as we learn. He, had to move he has head. to be standing with his arms out. Yes. I think he has to T-pose in order for the models to swap effectively. <laughs> so, so is Captain Ginyu a wizard? I think he's a sorcerer. I mean, he he met a people magics. who don't know D and D are like, what's the difference? He met a magic's careful. Everything. The difference is everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick and careful spell. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So now Ginyu's in Bulma's body, and Bulma's in the frog, and this raises some questions further about the spell because when he says change now, like when the translator is active, he has like a a little like little golem voice. <laughs> He does not, but then when he's in Bulma, he has his regular Ginyu voice. Now, you can't argue hmm. size, because he, in Ginyu, original OG Ginyu, was still bigger than her, so... Yes. Is it just me, or do they draw Bulma as having bigger muscles when Ginyu is in her body? <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like I noticed this while I was watching this show. I don't think her muscles got bigger. I think it's that Ginyu's, like, natural resting state is always flexing as hard as he can with every muscle in his body. <laughs> 
it's like, like that guy in the twilight movies yeah he just came into bulma's body automatically doing that i love that the the, the one of the first things he thinks about he's like well this body sucks for dancing like this is not an optimal body dancing right. bodies <laughs> and thankfully we're given the mercy of returning to the frieza and goku fight after this where frieza offers goku a job how and goku nice. even calls him out for him he's like is this a job offer <laughs> So clearly Frieza doesn't know who he's talking to, but then he, at the, after Goku declines to join him, he gives him the, you know, you know, join me, be my underling, we'll, re we'll come with me as we rule the galaxy and bullshit. Okay, dad. Yeah, and as, as Goku declines it, Frieza's like, mm, I didn't think you were going to say yes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he just says, all right, well, if you're, now I'm done because you hit me a couple of times, I'm mad now, uh, and I'm going to... Basically, I'm going to crank my, sh my shit up to 50%, and he says 50% should be enough to crush you into space dust. Which, I mean, it's just dust. It's just the same kind of thing. Goku calls that out as a bluff. Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. I'm sorry, my friend. Frieza, <laughs> Go Goku calls it a bluff, and Frieza just says, it's been fun. <laughs> Is this where we Frieza does his, like, iconic battle pose for the first time? Yes. yes, yes, it is. It is. So I have a question. I love that. I have a question about that. What's pose. up, Blaine? So I was looking at it. I watch it. I enjoy the pose, but I want to see it from another angle to see how far he spreads his legs apart. <laughs> is he leaning way forward? Yes, that, that's what I want to know. Is it like, like, is he like not doing like the splits, but is he prepping to split into it or like what? It's a cool pose nonetheless, but I, I just like that was the one thought I had. Seen from seen from any angle, but the way it is presented to us, the viewer, it probably looks really weird. <laughs> <laughs> what what is Frieza doing? I feel like the po the iconic poses from the Goku Vegeta fight at the beginning are largely the same. In that it looks very cool drawn like this, but if you were to look at these guys, it's like what. Goku's like all the way down on one leg with his hand in an almost an okay sign around his face. <laughs> okay, I, I think I would love a different new cut of Dragon Ball Z where at any time I could just switch out to a wide angle, like a wide shot. <laughs> and just see what this looks like from 30 feet away at a different angle. See what it looks like as the peanut gallery watches. Krill and Cam. Krill and Cam. <laughs> Krillin and Gohan and Piccolo chime in as like, oh, uh, 50%? I guess that's not bad. Goku probably still kick his ass though, right, Piccolo? Piccolo's just amazed. They're like, like, he doesn't feel like they're safe from the distance they are from the combined power of these two powerhouses. Probably not. And I don't think they move. He like points that out nope. and he's like, well, this isn't safe. And then, oh, <sighs> the the filler has come to us. <laughs> <laughs> the f Bulma and Ginyu join the fucking fray. <laughs> A new so fast. Now, when Ginyu lands, again, I'm saying Ginyu, but I mean Ginyu in Bulma's body. He lands in like a Captain Ginyu pose. <laughs> yeah. Gives himself a 10 out of 10. <laughs> And then pays almost no attention to Gohan, Piccolo, and Krillin. <laughs> you know, like, they, they say, hey, what's up, Bulma? And he goes, who's that? <laughs> Which Nobody think. suspects a fucking thing. Yellow flag, at least. Yeah. At no point do they even get a little suspicious. Almost immediately, Ginyu in Bulma's body runs over to the edge of the cliff and starts ranting about how awesome Frieza is. Lord Frieza, he <laughs> says. Lord Frieza, yes. What a fanboy. And, 
in his ultimate form. <laughs> and everybody, everybody's just like, wow, Bulma knew a lot of different stuff we didn't know. <laughs> Nobody picks up on a goddamn thing. Jesus Christ. She's, he's screaming about it. He's like yelling about how cool Frieza is. How many Frieza posters? He literally screams, Frieza is my boss, essentially, into the <laughs> ocean. <laughs> they fought him a few hours ago. <laughs> Before we return and like sort of finally get past this situation, we do check back in with Frieza for one moment. And I wanted to, to point this out because while Frieza's powering up, maybe this is the power up. He gets struck by lightning. <laughs> it's it's cool. pretty cool, though, actually. It is. It's a very quick and understated power up, which is not a thing Dragon Ball Z does very often. <laughs> no. No, we're right off of Vegeta going into Tron world to power up. <laughs> I need to check to the Matrix. That might be my favorite power up, though. There's a moment with Gohan and Ginyu. No, sorry, Gohan and Bulma, where Gohan comes so close to getting it. Oh, man. I, I thought he was for a second. I was mm -hmm. so disappointed. I was sure he was going to get it, because he's the only smart person on the TV show, him and Piccolo. But nope, even Gohan is dumb now. <laughs> Everyone is made dumb. Guys, it has to be hard to do charades as a frog. <laughs> and maybe it looks like dancing, and Gohan remembers that Ginyu loved dancing. <laughs> So Goku and Frieza continue to not fight for a little while before Frieza just smashes him in the fucking face with his elbow. This is a hit. Big hit. Goku has, like, he's sent scrambling backwards from it. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, the recovery on this is awesome. This is a very physical episode. They're basically breakdance fighting at this point. <laughs> there is a little bit of breakdance fighting in this episode. <laughs> So Goku got a really good combo in on Frieza earlier. Frieza returns the favor here. And yet again, like really fun choreography, very well animated. Frieza kind of trips him up, hits him again with the tail choke. But instead of like following through the tail choke, just brings him around and delivers a gigantic gut punch. Oh, it's, it's a bad one. Oh, man. Oofa doofa. He takes a minute to recover from this. Like he... He is not standing again for a little while. Uh, and then when he does, you know, get back up, he just gets pinballed all around the Namekian sky. I'm surprised we didn't get any cuts to uh, Piccolo, Gohan, and Krillin while he's getting his butt kicked this entire time. They're busy with the stupid bul Bulma bullshit. Oh, yes. Good, good point. Yeah, they're, they're, they're busy suddenly all being dumb for no discernible reason. They've got the brain slugs from Futurama. <laughs> Turns out Frieza's bluffing. Or, or Frieza was bluffing, but just not in the direction that Goku wanted him to be bluffing. Because this is actually a third right now. Not a half of his power, a third. And now, I, I feel like I'm getting a little wary here. Is Dragon Ball Z trying to teach me math? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a lot of fractions this episode. Dragon Ball Z is really an algebra series. It's about, like, you know, because you got to get the seven balls to get one wish. Solve. There's a lot of really subtle educational messages in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Yeah, when Jace and Vegeta were fighting and Jace said, all this smoke pouring out into the atmosphere is going to increase the atmosphere's ability to absorb heat energy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a little heavy handed, but like he made a good point. 
If you drive electric, your carbon footprint is lower. <laughs> Even I know that. Fuck. Wait, is it now transitioning into a Tesla commercial? <laughs> All the counting of Dragon Balls. There's a joke about Frieza and Elon Musk in here somewhere. That's I know it. it. If Frieza had Twitter, he would also melt down once a week. And call Goku a pedophile. Yes. <laughs> We check in with King Kai while Goku's getting shit beat out of him. King Kai is upset. Yeah, King Kai's not taking this very well. The worst is happening from his perspective. He's pretty much given up hope. Yeah. Okay, question for people who've got better memory than me. Goku hasn't KO-canned yet, right? They actually talk about this. They talk about this because Tien brings it up, and Tien's like, it's, go it's cool, Goku's got the KO-can, he's gonna be fine. He can do up to ten times now. Which, nobody told me... How do we all know that Goku can just do up to ten times now? Oh, he tweeted it out. <laughs> <laughs> he updated his resume after the fight with Vegeta. <laughs> but then King Kai points out that Goku's already using Kaoken. So either he was using it and we didn't see it, or he just started using it like while they were talking. They just do. Now. They do cut to him, and we see that like familiar pink glow, like uh, shoot in and out. Of Goku, and he's like in it and he's out of it, and he's in it and he's out of it. And yet he is still getting his ass beat. Yeah, and yeah. he does not help at all. The level of ass beating has not changed since before he started doing this. Meanwhile, this gaggle of dumbasses finally realize <laughs> something is up. Yes, and it it takes Bul it takes Ginyu getting into the change now pose for everyone to realize that something's wrong. And he's going for Piccolo this time, by smart the way. Smart move. Very smart move. We didn't even talk about Yamcha's one-liner pointing out. He's got his weighted... Oh my weighted, god, what did Yamcha say? He's got his weighted clothing. He's fine. And then... Uh, oh, yeah. And King Kai's like, uh, it's, also it's not really, really that heavy. <laughs> it's just oh. really well made. <laughs> I love that he noted that it's not, it's not weighted. It's just well made. <laughs> All the best well-made clothing is a little heavy. He's just patting himself on the back because he made it. He's bragging on it a little bit. <laughs> this is also magic clothes that when your body becomes healed, they become healed also. Uh, that's basically the end of the episode. Narrator comes in, says Goku's in trouble, isn't he? Holy uh, shit, that's huh. bad, y'all. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be this guy next time. I love this. I love this. <laughs> I love this narrator because he doesn't like. He's not. He's only in the end part of this episode. He's not in the intro. <laughs> So it's like it's almost as if sometimes he shows up in the studio and he looks at the past like five minutes, remembering nothing else, and is like, "Oh, mm. wow, that's really something, isn't it?" Well, it Stay tuned. I, I do like the idea that the narrator isn't heavily invested in the show. He's <laughs> some guy. He just comes in to do his voice line. Doesn't even read the script. Just he's like a uh, title. He's like the janitor from Scrubs. Yeah. They don't write the script. Here's the thing. They just we, say I, we may have mentioned he this says. in the show before, but it at like the way voice acting works, you know he came in and did like 50 of these episodes oh, in a yeah. day. And do you think he ever got like you can you can hear it anywhere? Do you think he ended up watching the show? I hope not. No, he got the fucking Cliff's notes. He knows the whole fucking plot. It's just that he only knows like a sentence about each episode. Here's the thing though. It does take him a little longer to read uh, like to 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 record these because every episode he has to read the the title sort of in like a in a a question sort of tone. He's like a, a boundary pushing brawl 
Goku, Frieza, and Ginyu again. Okay, now I'm ready to read it, now that I've already gotten that confusion out of my system. <laughs> but then there's those some where it is the question where they're like, one take! You got it. <laughs> you did it! We're eight. Hey, listen, we only got you in this studio for two days, alright? Funimation only gave us so much money for this. They're dubbing My Hero Academia. They don't have money to spend on Dragon Ball Z Kai, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think these were made pretty far apart. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> this was in like 2012, so. Uh, Izuku Midoriya was but a glimmer in Kohei Hirohorikoshi's eye. Um, <laughs> so, on the next episode, Goku gets hurt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I also took away from the preview, is that just the ass-kicking continues. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. Uh, shit. Uh, what was your favorite? What was the favorite moment from the last episode that we settled on? It was still Piccolo, I think. Still Piccolo, man. Piccolo is this, standing standing up here, but I think there might be something in here. Um, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Uh, I know for me, I didn't really like. It wasn't so much like a physical moment, but I just really like. There's a line Frieza said really early on where he was like, "By by all means, surprise me," and I was just like, "Man, Frieza mm. gets some of the best lines." <laughs> Yeah, Chris Ayers is putting in good work in this episode oh, again. Yeah. And the script writers, the ADR script writers love him too. Because they give him all that poetic shit. I think uh, my best moment was uh, Goku biting Frieza's tail and then getting a, a, a real good combo in. How about you, Max? I gotta go with the, the whole um, the Mario 64 moment and the moment preceding that. Just a really <laughs> good, clear, crisp bit of, of fighting. Crisp. Uh, I'll I'll take that as well. That was my favorite part of the show when uh, they had this fight choreography because I feel like it's been kind of low budget for the past few episodes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas you can see the work that's going in on these. They're putting a lot of effort into making it very cool, very followable fight, which can I say I watched, I have not seen a lot of films lately. But anytime I watch a movie and there is bad fight choreography, it hurts. It's unwatchable. Mm -hmm. I'll do a separate uh, podcast where I yell about modern fight choreography in movies. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, you, you punch them. Uh, but we don't get to see it. Shake the camera around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right before the actual hit happens, cut away so you don't see it. The suggestion of a punch. That's all we're looking for. Mm -hmm. I right, push this guy through uh, a glass wall. So it looks like that's our winner, basically, is Goku's, uh, from the tail bite to Goku's big swing around. With three, three votes. So does it beat Piccolo's big moment in the sun? I like it. Uh, I think it's really cool, and I think it's, uh, I think the fact that it is part of the Goku Frieza fight is worth something. That is. This is a pretty big, pretty cool little bit here. So let's give anybody it to willing... it. All right, yeah. cool. Well, bef before we make that final, is there anybody willing to take the, the Piccolo side? I don't feel super committed to either of them, but I highly suspect we will be replacing either one of oh, them yes. very, very soon. Based on the title of the next episode, uh, <laughs> we may yet have something to beat this. So I say we give it to it. Get, let it have its its time to shine. It's 15 minutes of fame. All right. It's day in the sun. Uh, and so Freeze's Day in the Sun is our, is our big, big moment. Unless you guys... So long, Frieza. 
I think So Long Frieza is pretty good. So Long Frieza. So Long Farewell off Vitor saying goodbye. Kai 44 <laughs> ends in the same place as uh, Z90. You can cut out my Sound of Music joke if you want, Kevin. <laughs> I liked it. 90. So we're about to hit 100. Yeah, we're really which is pretty cool. We're really getting up there. This podcast is has like a natural end built into it. Have you guys ever thought about that? Like I mean, we could always go on to like super or just do every movie or you know, we've we've got some options. I feel like we'll have a really good sort of podcast mortality crisis as we get closer to the end of the show. Podcast mortality crisis is my favorite DC crossover event. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could always start scouring for fan fiction. Do you guys know there's a National Podcast Day? Yes. What? Yes, yeah, is. September 30th. It's Holy shit. Up. Well, from our point of view recording it, it's coming up. It may be, like, quite soon when this episode actually airs. Quite possibly that day. So happy Podcast Day, guys. Make sure you show up to the podcast parade in your local town. <laughs> It's you. You are the podcast parade. The, the podcast parade was in your heart all along. <laughs> Actually, there is some news. PodCon 2 is happening, if you hadn't already heard. Whoa, what's that? PodCon is a really cool convention of uh, podcast makers, podcast fans. Uh, and you know, it's super awesome, super fun, happening in January in Seattle. I'm going to be there, so if you're a fan of Zenkai Boost... Come say hi. You'll be representing the podcast, so do make sure you are wearing a tuxedo the whole time. <laughs> make sure it's orange and like a navy blue. And also weighs at least 30 pounds. Yeah, you'll be the guy in heavy clothing, <laughs> sort of struggling on the ground. Just be the, the weird sweaty guy with bad posture who grunts when he makes the slightest movement. <laughs> but wait till he takes it off. Then he's very fast and a Which little dehydrated. Fourth floor. <laughs> okay. Whew. Here for the convention. <laughs> anyway, uh, visit PodCon on Indie PodCon Two on Indiegogo if you want more info. It's going to be super fun. Uh, and let's see. I do another podcast. It's called Insanely Haunted. There's an episode with Max Kostrak on it. Yeah. We're going to be collaborating with some folks from another podcast that Cassie and I are a big fan of. So, you know. Listen to Insanely Haunted. I've I've been told it's not terrible. Yeah, go check it out. It's real good. And also tell your friends about uh, Zenkai Boost, of course. Duh. How could I How could I end the show without talking about that? But anyway, thanks again for listening. It's been a pleasure to have you. And just like always, my name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrick. And I'm Max Kostrak. And remember, power levels don't, don't matter. matter. Live your life like a Kamehameha. Raccoon.